What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. And we're back. Yes, again. This is the final show of our what we're calling our second season. This is our second season round two, dude. through Ross, Mary, the alphabets. Um, very excited. Uh, but first, as always... We are brought to you by the Green Camel Press, greencamelpress.com. Mm-hmm. I sold my first T-shirt, Jerry, to somebody the other day who wasn't a, a relative and who wasn't yeah. a, wasn't a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were doing these, um, we do these sort of street fair kind of things, and we go out and we we peddle our wares out on a you know big six foot table and and talk to weirdos and strangers and people who are out just cruising and. Um, I had this weird old wizard in a walker, like long beard, and he came by and he was, he's all green. He says, do you know where the word gringo comes from? And I was like, no, sir. And so he begins to tell me some story about Marines in Mexico and wearing green and how I, I couldn't follow it all. And I don't know the, the origin of the word gringo, but um, it was very, very bizarre. So these are the types of places people that come by these places um but i had this one older gentleman wait did you ever find out the origin of the word gringo no it was it was it's something to do with i couldn't understand him it's, some, could, it's apparently it's the origins are from an old song so, about oh, where the green grass grows or something oh it, he was trying to tell cow me hands would sing it and the mexicanos would hear it and be like this fucking gringos gringos it, like he was saying like the marines wore green and so the mexicans would yell green go but why yeah, would, but that doesn't make sense. Why would Marines Mexicans be screaming be... English? Also, the Marines weren't a thing until like the South Pacific, yeah, like I don't World know. War II. Anyway. I don't know what this meant. So there's just lots of strange people. It's just always bizarre. And this woman comes up. She's like, I rode a camel in Cairo once. Did just... you sell her a shirt too? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just had some guy. I think he was kind of tipsy. He was probably like 55, had his sunglasses on, walking through with his wife. He picks up the shirt. He's like, this is nice and soft. And I said, yes, it is. It is. It's very soft. They're beautiful. You know? And uh, I was like, you try it on if you want. He's like, ah, just you got to meet him in there. And so he's like, and he bought one. I gave him a, gave him a greeting card to go along with it. And he was very happy. Yep, there's your first investor right there. You're in Napa, so it's some one of the Shark Tank guys. I don't know, man. Like he's got to be walking around with that beautiful, bright green, green camel shirt. So go to greencamel.com and get yourself a shirt and be among yeah. some very, uh, very select few. Um, yes, the upper echelons of society. <laughs> yes. Have you uh, have you listened to any of my other podcasts, Jerry? This week no. or last week? Mm-mm. No. 
you haven't heard from Walter talk about no. giving away magic tricks and Coco the Bear? No, no, no. <laughs> I haven't had a chance. I haven't had the opportunity. All right. Well, we also, if you uh, if you like, well, if you listen to podcasts, you should listen to our other sibling podcasts. We do, um, well, I do one with uh, our friend Walter called Gluten is Not Your Problem and right. his very unique childhood. Um, and then one I do with my girlfriend and we talked about called Rashida and John and we talked about our um we talked about our like daily routines in the morning or mm-hmm. sometimes how they're they're not always routine, you know. Um the things we like to do, the things we try to do and you know whether it be exercise and diet and how that shifts. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying like it's not no, always know. you know it's, like it's, you have this a conversation with a couple. Yes. Well, no, but I mean, you know how you always have this this expectation. You get up, I'm going to do this and this and this, and I'm going to have it done by this time, like, mm-hmm. and I'm, and then I don't. I try, yeah. but yeah. you know. So there's some good podcasts out there. There's some T-shirts for sale. Go check us out. And um, this being the final, so when you listen to this, when you guys out there are listening to this, it will have already been the Fourth of July. So happy Fourth yeah. of July, and. Mm. The 4th of July also marks uh, Jerry's sobriety birthday, and yeah. mine will be on the 6th. So depending on when yeah. you listen to this, we will both have, respectively, Jerry has five years sobriety, yeah. and yeah. I will have had four, which is four. crazy to me. Yeah, um, that is crazy. So, so weird. Z is for zounds, as in the exclamation, um, another year sober. And yeah. this is the this this also marks the the year anniversary of this podcast. So it does, yeah. That's pretty cool to me. So I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit with you about like the last year and how things have changed. If you have seen, you know, like we talk about sobriety as one day at a time, and mm-hmm. it was also, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, said to me once that we always overestimate what we can accomplish in a day but underestimate what we can accomplish in a year yeah so if we sit here on the microphone for an hour and go yeah we can record one podcast i never would have thought that i really didn't think about it that that we would have recorded over 50 of these episodes yeah yeah i'm surprised i'm just amazed that we've done two seasons in a year yes that's right so what would you say was different about this be about year five versus one through four? If there was, was there anything different? Oh, do you feel, question, right? do you feel more secure, solidified? Does that even matter? I do and don't, right? I, um, I do and don't. I, I, it's, it feels a lot less turbulent, but I still feel like things can be precarious at times, but I don't have as much anxiety about it as I used to. Mm hmm. Um, I always felt like it was this really that whole concept of sobriety to me was so fucking tenuous in the beginning like it was just so delicate and I think it still is to some extent but I've learned new techniques and how to deal with this delicate thing mm-hmm. um, you know just new kind of like ways to live life new thought processes is I think a better word for it yeah but yeah I think that first year was you know we always I we focus a lot on that early on early recovery in these pat in this past year and I, I feel like it's really important to focus on that early recovery because it's it's that's that period of time where it's the most important you know do you prove it to yourself the most I think after five years and I, I don't want to sit back on my laurels because that's when I feel like at least in the 
the common like at least within the common idea of like the 12 step cultures when you start kind of relaxing and sitting back on it and acting like you got it all figured out is when it you know you get blindsided by life and then you know i'm uh, so i don't i don't know man yeah Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where i feel like i don't have it handled but i have it handled Mm -hmm. does that make sense like i've got it i don't have it completely handled but i got a handle on it you know like i got it but it's still slippery it's not as fragile as it once was but yeah. it's still, it's important and it's precious, you know. I've just learned a new way to cradle it so I don't <laughs> drop it. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. whereas before I felt like if, if like, uh, using a metaphor, if my recovery and sobriety were like an egg, like a Fabergé egg, like Tom Cruise's crystal egg What's, from that movie. What movie was that? Risky Business, okay. where he bangs Rebecca De Mornay all over the place and then they steal his crystal egg and he has to get it back before his parents come home. So I felt like my recovery was me with this crystal egg and, I had to like hold it really, but I was running super fucking crazy with it in that first year, just holding it straight out and running down the street with my eyes closed. And now I feel more like I cradle it like a baby and kind of still maybe run through the street a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like I just have a different way of holding it than I used to. Um, it just becomes that daily maintenance. It's And sometimes it's daily maintenance you don't even think about doing. Like you get up every morning and pee you know because you have to pee Mm -hmm. and that's daily maintenance it's Mm -hmm. like part of the process of being alive and maybe that's not a great way to relate to sobriety but it feels like this thing i just do every day without thinking of anymore it's like i think of it but i don't sometimes it's like a reflex you know yeah i I think that's the it's it's for me there's definitely that aspect of it being um a muscle and yeah and Mm -hmm. working that muscle every single day and i sort of there's lots of different ways, and one of one of them you'll talk about. I don't feel as much anxiety, and uh, yeah, you know, dude, I don't mm-hmm. like to uh, necessarily quote or bring up, uh, you know, the literature that you and I both read from quite often um, on the subject. But there's one line where it says, "the um, it says the fear of financial insecurity will leave you," mm-hmm. and I always, I always read that as like i realized when i quit drinking oh i got like twice as much money in the bank as i did and i was like everything's great i'm I'm making money Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so then later it was it was um explained to me and i came to understand the fear will leave you but you you may still be economically insecure you just won't be afraid of being broke and that is something in the last year that has been huge for me you know I, i think i talked about it last week that i quit this job that i just couldn't i couldn't stand anymore i just was having a lot of issues with it and um i need to find another one i need to i need to make money and um but i'm not i'm not scared i'm not i'm not a scared (laughs) that i'm not going to i'm pretty confident that um that i will find something else and if you would ask me about that like two plus years ago i would have been i would have said there's no way I can quit. I need every single shift I can get, and there's not enough money anywhere, and everything is. If I don't do this, then everything's gonna fall apart. Right. And I don't. I remember when you quit it the first time. You were like freaking out. Yes. And you also were like, "I'm gonna, we're gonna do this podcast, and I'm gonna figure this shit out." Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I encouraged you. I was like, "Well, if you know, if you're unhappy and you feel like that's not the path you want to take, don't fuck, fuck it. You know, don't do it anymore. You know." 
But also part of me is like, you, you got some wild fucking ideas, dude. Like, <laughs> that's some crazy shit. Like, I'm not a risk taker. I'm like, that's very risky. But it's also like really, you know, fortune favors the bold, my friend. <laughs> so cool ranch Doritos, dude, you know, it was it was intense. And so it's I mean, yeah. it's it's intense again. But I I'm just not as afraid. I'm much more confident in making these decisions and following the idea of what makes me happy. And also one thing that sobriety and also being at four years, this idea of time, because I had no problem squandering time when I was drinking because there was never enough time anyway. All I was yeah. trying to do was to get to the next drink. So I'd wake up hungover in the morning. Oh, fuck it. At least I got four hours before I have to do anything. Right. Either drink a couple beers and go back to bed or lay in bed pained or try to drink some coffee and eat some food and just feel better. And so there was never any because I was always in pain. I wasn't thinking about managing time. I didn't care. I didn't care. I always wanted to sleep or drink or make money so that I could drink and then pass out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I start to see time is like this non-renewable resource i mean that's it is the only non-renewable resource that we have yeah and it just becomes more important to me i'm i start thinking well i'm 42 years old and then and then i'm gonna be 43 all you know things willing like well how do i want how do i want the next year of my life to be and i right. never used to think about the future like that i mean yeah did you have any yeah. did you have any concept of being in your 40s when you were in your 20s and 30s no 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 uh-uh my plan well yes and no but no it was more like my plan was tragic dude. yeah a little dark <laughs> yeah it's like mm -hmm. gonna fucking die in a hotel room in my 60s just drunk like literally that was what i would just tell i tell girls that i would like hook up with girls and we'd have conversations and i'd be like yeah i just plan to die old and drunk and alone maybe in my 60s and now i'm looking i'm like 60s not a is not that old and b like why would you tell girls that <laughs> and c like that is such a whack fucking plan do you know what i'm saying like other people i talked to were like oh i want to have a family and children and grandkids you know in our 20s or whatever or just hey i just want to keep partying until it's not fun and i would just be like yeah i'm gonna fucking die like bukowski or whatever stupid mm -hmm. thing and i really believed it though like no nah, man but you know i was talking to my wife about this yesterday we had a long drive you know we drove like two hours to the coast so we talked actually i talked to her for two hours because she's a great listener you know but uh i was talking about this conversation you and i had on this podcast and i was like dude i never had a plan like i've never really had a plan and i was telling john about this and yeah, like I've never, I, I, I still understand how people can say, okay, this is what I want to achieve and accomplish within the year. Like to me, that's fucking crazy. I'm like, really? Not crazy like you're insane, like crazy like it's out of my, my perception. Like it's just out of my whole fucking way I live my life. Like I just kind of live, I literally live 24 hours at a time. Like sometimes, like I just, and it's probably not a great uh, model, to, you know, for my daughter, you know, I'm like, Hey, you should definitely plan some shit out so you don't do it wrong like me. But, uh, yeah, just, like a lot of my life is just one day at a time. It's like, what do I need to figure out today? Okay. I know that I need to pay rent by the end of the month. So that's my goal is to make rent and bills. And then, and then that's like the long-term plans are weird, man. They're really weird. Yeah. I just don't even think about it. I have ideas. I have definitely have romantic notions. 
but what kind of romantic notions Anything man you, you know i'd love like... to like fucking ride around in a you know man i always loved the idea of the snowbirds right you know what a snowbird is mm-hmm. tell us they're like travel from the snowbird to like older retired people that travel stay they live in the midwest they're baby boomers so they got you know not all of them have a lot not all baby boomers have a lot of money but these motherfuckers have a lot of money because mm-hmm. they bought a house when it was worth a quarter and a loaf of bread or whatever went to college when you just paid with good intentions and flower power or whatever so they fucking own a home in the midwest in the summer they live there and then in the winter they go down to arizona or down to the southwest and they would travel in this fucking motorhome they'd have enough money for two homes and a motorhome and i always thought man what a great idea that is i'd love to be able to do that in my 30s and 40s you know like travel like travel not just travel but travel between oregon and arizona and go back and forth you know I would always, I always had romantic notions to do as I got older. Uh, but then I had a kid, and like kids have to go to school in the winter, so <laughs> I can't be like, "Yo, we live in Arizona. You go to school in shitty old Arizona, you in Tucson." You know, you don't want to be homeschooling in the back of the Winnebago. No, yeah, no. That's probably so, a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, we have roots, you know. But yeah, those are always my, you know. And then I talk about on the podcast how much I hate traveling because I really don't like traveling. But if you have a motorhome, you just bring your house with you. So you don't have to. So that would be that would suitcase. be a way that you I'd would like to it. travel is in a motor. Yeah. Home. Oh, it'd be scary because I also don't drive, so I'd need someone to drive it for me. So you'd like to be chauffeured? Oh a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This plan in is an awful. Airstream. No. Yeah, this plan is not a no, great the, plan. The, it's a very plan, selfish plan. The idea is good. I mean, you just that, that's the thing about plans is you kind of just have to tweak them and, and adjust them. I mean, I I think more about the future than I ever have. Um, I don't, so, so do I lately, actually, it's been freaking me out, but yeah. Um, you know, when I think about what I want to have done by the end of the year, um, there's a lot of these, these art projects and the book that we're, that you and I are working on and, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. I, I, maybe I didn't tell you that I, I was thinking about going to run a half marathon at Joshua tree. <laughs> we were kind of talking about this. By the end of this, by the end of well, 2019, or just by July of 2020? No, there's a, there's there's a half marathon on November 2nd in Joshua Tree at night. So you're in the middle of the California desert at night. You gotta bring a snake stick. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot it's of people It's just there. a broomstick <laughs> without a broom on the end. That's all the snake stick is? It's a snake stick, critter stick, right? And you run and then you just mm. get back, snake. So yeah. when I when I thought about this, because I was just really excited, I was like, "That'd be beautiful. It'd be out there. You wouldn't have any city lights. So you'd be able to see all the stars. It'd be gorgeous, right? And it would be cooler because it'd be at night. And you've already run eight miles. What's a half marathon? Twelve miles? Thirteen. Thirteen. I did. That's only yeah. That's only that's five only more. a quarter more quarter yeah. more of the length you've run already. Now I imagine see. doing this hungover, right? To loop it back around to sobriety and recovery. You know, like dude, that would be unachievable. Mm-mm. There, well, there was, yeah, there was no, there was no block. No, yeah, I didn't run. I remember, I remember one time, did I tell you this? Where my mom was coming to town and I was going to try and train myself to get up early because my mom was, was one to get up early. So I would Mm -hmm. like try to curtail like how much I would drink and I would get up at 9 a.m. and I would walk like four blocks and then I would come back and I would end up crashing and going four to bed. blocks. You yeah. just walk like in Ballard. So you just walk basically like, to the Super K, buy yeah. cigarettes, walk back. Mm-hmm. Something went on my pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I would like yeah. go for maybe, maybe five blocks and get a cup mm-hmm. of coffee and then come back. And I could never imagine like this idea of like running a half marathon, which just is right out of the mm-hmm. realm of possibility. 
but then you like, okay, I really want to do this. Well, what do I have to do? And then the plans start working backwards, you know, okay, well, where are we going to stay? Are we going to camp and how much does it cost? And well, mm -hmm. what, then I was like, well, what does a training schedule look like? How much do I have to run each week? And then yeah. like, you know, what does your hydration schedule look like? And like, there's all this Can you shit. wear a camelback or something? Yeah, you can wear a camelback. They have like aid stations every three miles. So it's not super hardcore. Oh, You're not, not like, yeah, this is not, I don't. I, I don't I don't want to say this lightly like it's not that hardcore but it's it's built to be fun right to be I think you should do fun. it and we should get A's for alcoholic to sponsor it in some way or put a shirt on you of a glow in the dark letters or something yeah I was talking to somebody about maybe doing like not a our listeners just us yes. yeah oh a documentary yeah yeah um, yeah I don't know you want to come down and yeah. film the thing when is it November second maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That wasn't even a half. That wasn't even a line. Maybe I'm like, maybe it'd be kind of fun. Do I have to run? No, you don't have to do anything oh. you don't want. Can I just ride along you on a hoverboard or something? Or like, a, <laughs> oh, those? that won't work in the desert. It would just be me on a push scooter. Just <laughs> pretty much. With my iPhone. <laughs> you would a push scooter in your iPhone. But yeah, yeah, so I was thinking about going with Nabil because he's a runner. He's the one who's kind of inspired a lot of this. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, doing some sort of documentary about it and just kind of, you know, I yeah, I'll definitely wear some sort of A's for alcoholic. That would be awesome. Yeah, get a, we'll figure get a t -shirt it out. Made. We'll get the hey, coffee who, mugs out. Yeah, who wants t-shirts? You guys, you guys, let me know if there's uh, there's merch. Did we did we talk about this? coffee mugs. no but i i'd i've even though you know despite our prior conversation i, w I would love to do an a's for alcoholic t-shirt i think it'd be fun <laughs> i do and i know i'm like design work but can we can yeah. can i bring up a little bit of what you're talking about the burnout and the yeah, yeah i mean i don't know if it i guess this isn't necessarily we're not doing like a meeting here so we don't have to necessarily stick in the confines of recovery although it does work with recovery the i think burnout so. might my, my burnout with art and everything yeah because so so jerry and i were talking before the podcast and i was like hey how's it going he's like well i'm working on all these art things and i'm not happy and yeah when did this when did this happen you just well it's not even in general of doing design right because i don't want to put that out there in the world that i'm like oh i'm unhappy to be doing design work for people because no. i don't mind it i just in general like my entire life i've made art since I was, I've been drawing since I was three, right? And that's a foreign concept to a lot of people to continue to maintain that that muscle. You know, like I don't know, muscle's the right word, but people always ask me how long, how old were you when you started drawing? And I'm like, I don't know. Like well, as soon as I could pick up a pencil, I started drawing because it was this innate thing inside of me that I kept having to push out. You know, mm -hmm. and I, we were really poor. We didn't have a TV. You know, I grew up in a trailer park. You know, like we didn't have anything to do so i drew you know it was like drawing on the backs of safeway bags you know that's all i did and so it's been with me my entire life and just lately i don't mind drawing like i love drawing and procreate like i'll sit down and fuck around i'll draw for hours you know on that little ipad but like i painted for years as long as you've known me i've been a painter mm -hmm. you know i went into tattooing to pay for art supplies to paint <laughs> you know and uh i don't know man just like in the past year or so i just derived no joy from painting now like even today i painted for about five hours today i sat down in my kitchen and i used to paint for like 12 hour 14 hour stretches especially when i used to drink i would paint but that wasn't really productive painting because i would be you know six of it i'd be like cognizant you know mm -hmm. the, the the other like you know five hours i'd be fucking damn near blackout but but uh I would, dude. I would like wake up and be like, "Whoa, did I add all this extra? When did I put glitter on this shit?" Or do you know what I mean? Like, 
So I and Megan came home. I had painted for like four or five hours, and she came home. And she's like, "How are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm in a really bad fucking mood." And she's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Cause I've been painting all day, and I don't want to paint right now, and I have to, cause I'm on a deadline for this art show." And which kind of spurred from a spawned from a conversation we were having yesterday during our drive, where I just like was flat out like I felt like I was confessing a fucking sin. Like I was like, I don't feel any joy from making art right now. Like I don't, like I don't, I just feel obligated. And I've been a professional tattoo artist for almost 20 years, right? So for me, I draw all day long and the, the common perception of it is that since I am doing something I love to do that I should be fucking grateful for it and love it. And like most of the time I'm just like, yeah, I'm just working. Like I'm just at work, you know, I love, I love what I do, but I love what I do because what I do is fun a lot more fun most of the time than washing dishes would be right do you know what i mean like comparatively comparatively right so yeah i've just it's just like this uh crisis of character so i guess that's the big thing that's been happening you know what that's not the big thing that's been happening because it's been happening for a long time it's the big thing i've been recognizing lately so Mm. and and once again you know i always try to loop it around to recovery because i don't you know people are listening to the podcast and be like i want to hear these guys talk about some stone cold sober shit you know but uh, I, I, the, my ability to recognize what it is and not feel discontent as far as like not knowing what it is that's bothering me and, and, and going down mm-hmm. this dark place, you know, mm-hmm. um, I can recognize it now. I can see it now and I can manage it, you know. So I'm aware of what's happening while it's happening right now. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm unhappy with basically what I've built my entire life to be. I'm unhappy with it. And that would be a but perfect – I mean not that – like it would be easy to say I'm so fucking unfulfilled – to my core that I should probably just go ahead and have a drink. I mean, right, right. Or just give up everything and get fucked up. Right. right. Because usually I quit. Like I quit everything. I just quit. I'm just Mm -hmm. done. I'll just walk away from it. And I don't really feel like quitting. I'm just taking a break. But yeah, it's definitely like going, I'm having a crisis of faith for lack of better term. And I'm like, Oh, well, it'll pass and nothing's fucking permanent. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's all temporary. And that's one thing I learned from recovery and within the past five years is that none of this shit is permanent you know none of it the only thing is permanent is death right we use a loved one and that's permanent but you know what i'm saying like these little tiny crises of character they're not they either pass or they just become how you are and then another thing comes along and there's no reason for me to drink about it i don't need to drink over it i don't have to mm-hmm. because i i as overwhelming as it feels i know that passes that overwhelming feeling will pass, you know. You're able to take that that idea and that thought all the way through and say, well, this right. is not not even like, oh, I feel like a drink. If I drink, this will happen. It's more the other way where you're like, well, I feel bad right now, but I won't feel bad forever. And this exactly. will Exactly. That's a great way so to look t- at it. You yeah. take the other path. That way. Rather, the other than path right? rather than being on the defensive of like, I'm just, I just have to ward off the, the, the evil feeling to drink you're able to now after five years say oh this is just a bad feeling and these things pass and and i know what you mean the burnout that you talk about and not toward any jobs that i've had but toward my own sobriety is that that there was that i don't know four or five month period where i didn't do anything i didn't work any kind of program i ran away from I just didn't do, I didn't want to do any meetings. I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. I didn't want to read anything. I was just like, all I want to do is play video games and eat like garbage and be left alone. And I mean that I did that and it wasn't, it didn't make me happy. 
um, it just made me feel I was just it was just giving into like the laziest part of myself. And right. And once I got mm-hmm. back and realized, oh, this program, what you know, the program that I work for me is here for me to pick up and put down whenever I want. It's not going mm-hmm. anywhere. And also right. that it's as soon as I got back into it, it was like, oh, wow. OK, nobody's nobody's upset that I didn't do my homework. You know, nobody's upset that right. I ditched class. Like, it's mm-hmm. not about that for any. Everyone else is doing their own thing. And so it was a great realization to go. These are some awesome tools that I have learned to be an adult and deal with my feelings as an yeah. adult. <laughs> right. And it's, it's, you know, I heard somebody say something the other day when I was at, at a meeting and I loved it. It stuck with me. I wrote it down on my dry erase board and it was about the idea of needing some type of outlet or needing some type of resource to help you deal with yourself. And she, this, this woman had said, I can't fix the shit in my head with the shit in my head. Do you know what I'm saying? And I love it. It like, it, I like want it on a fucking shirt, which I won't, but I love it. Right. Because it's the idea of me, the reason why this 12 step program, the program we're in works, the reason why I, me talking to you, even outside of the podcast before we were podcasting worked is because I needed an outside perspective. Like I needed something else outside of me to help me to help me deal with what I'm doing. Because to me, it's all, I'm stuck in this fucking meat puppet body. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Walking around with this weird brain that's telling me to do weird shit all the time. And I, I would just see my perspective, you know, like your view of it's completely different. Some dude who I would never normally talk to in my life, you know, I go into this little room with all these other people and this dude has a completely different perspective on a problem I'm facing myself or some yeah. type of, you know, life you know, some type of thing that's going on in my life, you know? So I love it. I love the idea of being able to try to fix the shit in your head with outside, you know, outside resources, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine. I didn't, I didn't come up with any of this on my own. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? It's, like, neither of, of us did. Right. And yeah. it's so funny because the, you and I, I think are really similar in that we're not diehard fucking program dudes. Like we work, we work our programs. We attend, and I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but I know that you and I, we approach it in a little different way. Mm-hmm. Like you're a lot more consistent, like you consistently attend meetings, you consistently work within that program, but you also aren't like diehard, big book thumper, like true to the wool. Do you know what I mean? No. And then I'm like uh, similar to you, but I also like sporadically attend meetings and I'm in and out of the meetings as far as like, I don't drink, but you know what I mean? Like I sporadically attend it, but we both kind of have this way of looking at it where we take what we want and then like i always tell people that i take what i need and just discard the rest because i don't need that extra shit i may need it later but i don't need it right now so Mm -hmm. what i gotta carry that around and i don't know i feel like our intentions are always very similar and that we want to if 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 i can help somebody else i'd be fucking rad yeah um speaking of which i got a call from our friend who is going to be on the podcast in a mm-hmm. couple of weeks i recorded a conversation with him um our friend casey and he was he's he's called me a, a few times and you talk about helping people and one of the things i'll just tell people about about him is that he and i well the three of us used to party together back in the day like 90 when we were in our 20s 90, when we were kids. Well, you knew him like 96 97 yeah i, I knew him 96 97 yeah he's my roommate mm-hmm um 
And uh, so to hear him get excited about this stuff and to hear him, you know, say like, I'm so glad that you guys did this podcast. And I certainly there's a certain level of there's a there's a little bit of like ego boost. That's that's nice to hear. Right. You go like, yeah, oh, man, yeah, I'm doing course. something good and right. I feel good about what I'm doing. But for him to genuinely not only is it somebody who is deciding to do something different with their life, but also as a friend of mine and somebody who I've mm-hmm. known for decades and somebody I've known that I remembered as somebody to get loaded with. Right. Like, that's such an awesome thing for me to be able to say, okay, we're going to start this podcast a year ago. I have no idea how it's going to sound or work or whatever. And you and I are just going to sit here and we're going to come up with a topic that's loosely based around recovery. And well, we're just the beginning, gonna... the, yeah, but the beginning, the letters actually corresponded really well. Now it's just like Zima. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck that shit is gross. Sounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and it, and, and that's, you know, that's fine. Things change and they evolve and they mutate yeah, of course. and they do whatever yeah. else. But mm-hmm. I am so grateful that like being able that, that, that somebody, even you know, even though I know this person, and even maybe even more so that they can reach out and they talk to me and say like, "Hey, what's up?" And you know, I'm thinking about this, and this is going through my head, and I'm like, "I hear you. I know exactly mm-hmm. what that's like." And so, yeah, I just love that that feedback. And he talks a lot about, and you'll hear it in the conversation, but about humans. And he talks about his kids as I'm I'm raising these little humans, right? And yeah, he talks yeah. about the human. Like I want to I want to hear what other humans have to say and. This mm-hmm. is also why um, this goes back to your point about I can't fix the shit in my head with the shit in my head, and I need to go find right. somebody else's perspective, and <laughs> exactly. I need to go to go wherever these people are congregating in whatever fashion. Um, I don't care, and 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 just listen to somebody, right? And then go, oh wow, and then it sparks something in my brain, and I'm like, you know what that reminds me of. And then say that, and then who knows what other people are going to be thinking because of it, right? You know, it's super fucking helpful. And you can lo- i mean, you can lone wolf it. I don't see anything wrong with that either. But mm-hmm. I feel like any type of outside resource will be helpful. Like if I—I I wanted to put a dishwasher, I had to put a dishwasher in at my old house in Tucson. I didn't know how to do that, so I watched a YouTube video. I literally did, and I put the I'm MacBook on the floor and hooked up my dishwasher with a YouTube video. I had to go to an outside resource. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do this, so I look at what we do is the same way, or or going to the meetings is the same way. Mm-hmm. So even if you're if you're a listener and you're like, man, they're getting on that program talk shit again, those fucking assholes. I'm like, just the fact you're here listening to us. That's I hope that helps you out. You know, yeah. that's something. You don't got to do the program. You don't have to. It wouldn't hurt. You but know. it probably might not help you either if you're resistant and don't want to do it. If you don't yeah. want to do it, do you don't know what I mean? It. Like, don't do it. Yeah, because anything you don't want to do, you're going to fucking resent it the entire time you're there. Oh, man, they're talking about God again. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Dude. And that's one thing you I've always... You're going to be all right. <laughs> that's one thing I've always... I've worked hard and I've listened to previous and especially our early stuff where mm-hmm. I've listened to myself and I hear myself go, you know what? You you need to do and you need to do and, and yeah and, and i try not to do that here and i as I, well. I still it's do difficult. it mm-hmm. but i i don't i don't ever want to be judgmental toward anybody who's trying to help themselves or make them i don't want anybody out there to feel that they 
have to do something a certain way because no if somebody had said that to me i don't think that i would have taken to it as as easily as i did and i still didn't take to it that easily at first (laughs) and honestly the only way to really do it correctly is don't drink and other than that you know do whatever you gotta Mm -hmm. do but if i'm like talking to a listener and i'm saying you gotta all i'm saying is you just you don't drink you know if you're listening to me don't drink yeah just don't drink right now Mm-hmm. just right now just for the the length of the podcast we probably already <laughs> said that shit too like don't drink during the length of the podcast and then listen to another podcast yeah hopefully ours but maybe another yeah. one oh, there's some good true crime ones out there there are or just listen to Walter talk about the fucking Grand Canyon <laughs> I, I love a, Walter I love but I've heard Walter, a lot of these stories yes yeah. I got an email from his sister who gave me a, like a nine point thing about everything that was wrong about his story by the way it was of course hilarious. yeah i know i know because it's walter's version of it mm-hmm. it's is great yeah um, but, but i think uh yeah i think if you're listening to, if you're at home listening to recovery podcasts like the best way to actually be in recovery the best way to start is just don't drink mm-hmm. yeah or don't fucking do drugs yeah don't take fucking oxys or whatever your jam is don't do that thing no kratom don't don't be smoking that kratom that (laughs) shit i don't even i don't get it i don't don't get any of it is it a is it a uh like a steroid or a like i know it's like a weed it's like a Uh, i don't even know what it is apparently it it gets you high like it it, i don't know have a listener they're more in contact with you than me (laughs) listener tell johnny what kratom is (laughs) siri that's what happens siri Siri, tell johnny about the kratom that's what uh that's what happens you get old and sober they start coming up with new drugs and new shit to like get you sober and i'm like well i don't want to take any what now i gotta depend on this other shit so i don't do this Mm -hmm. shit like i already have a fucking pretty mean caffeine habit you know and like a pretty nice fucking nicotine habit so what now i gotta start smoking kratom Mm. give me a break no um but yeah man it's just helping other people is and this is you know this is something else that i i i heard I heard today and they said the 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 crux of it was give <laughs> without expectation. And right. I still f- hear these voices in my head. There's still a little part of me that is selfish and curious about what I can get from other people. Oh yeah. And um yeah. I think in sobriety I'm starting again to I'm starting to see those those defects of character right i'm starting to see those things and i go yes i don't want to feel that way i don't like it i don't feel good when it pops up in my head yeah it feels like poisonous right yeah i feel like oh well i wonder if i can get this guy to give me some money or i wonder if i can get a job or i wonder if i can what can i get from this person what value can they bring me monetarily or how can i use them and it pops Mm -hmm. up and it's not only recently have i been thinking i really want to get rid of that way of thinking I really want to just like, I want to give without expectation, and mm. and then that's supposedly right when the when the real reward comes is from giving to people, and not wanting anything back. Right. So, it's and still that takes there. time, right? It mm-hmm. takes time. You don't like if you're losing weight, you don't shit out fifty pounds overnight. You know, uh-huh. it takes like a fucking year, sometimes longer, mm-hmm. sometimes two, three years. It's just the same with losing the weight in your brain yeah, you know right. and the way your your processes that you've been doing your entire fucking life you know and so it took me 20 years to now. put the weight on it's gonna take right. me a while it's to gonna take, take a while to get it off right? right and so but there's that moment where you look at yourself in the mirror and go fuck i really do need to change mm-hmm. you know and so i feel like you 
it's seeing the character defect is just it's like the step when i see it i'm like oh it's a step here now i'm looking in my mirror going damn dude like you need to fucking figure this shit out you know like (laughs) you know so that's that's all it is this whole process is so fucking unique dude it's Mm -hmm. so strange yeah i don't have to be I don't have to hate myself for it, and I don't have to be beat myself up. I hear it, and nah. I go, okay, well, that's not useful or helpful, and it's certainly no way to approach a person, whether you need something yeah. or not, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, and it, it, I setting this whole podcast up and, and reaching out to people and getting people involved and starting this little community of people who listen to AS for Alcoholic on the regular, yeah, there's... Mm-hmm. I'm guessing there's about 150 or 200 people. I don't know. Really? Wow. Yeah. I thought there was like seven. <laughs> there's just seven of them, and they're all living in the same fucking sobriety house. Well, because that's I think sometimes and they're all living in the please, same home. Just please, recovery house. Just... Write me and let me know because some of these things I'll try to read the um, the uh, the data analytics. on it. The oh, analytics, uh-huh. yeah. And sometimes it'll be like. You got 28 people in St. Paul, Minnesota, or some like some place in Texas I've never heard of, or somewhere else, and I'm like, why did this one number jump up in this one little town in Texas? Right. And so mm-hmm. yeah, is there like some, is there some sober I, living house that I don't know how any of that works. There's this where they're like every Friday they're like, all right, it's time to listen to these two fucking dopes. Like, <laughs> so I wonder if Jerry's some kind of goth surfer or something. Or, <laughs> Jerry you know. is a goth surfer. Yeah, John just sounds like a nice white guy. I do my best, man. I do my best. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just wanted to – people I wanted to – a few people I wanted to thank um, specifically. Um, I mean you, of course, yeah. for, for showing up every week and doing this. Um, and, you know, my lovely girlfriend for being so super supportive and understanding and um, being uh, – being just giving me space to do this stuff and saying, please – Go do whatever you need to do for yourself and your own sanity and then come back and, you know, love me better. Love me. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. Right. And I, I, I imagine, you know, Megan's the same with you. Like if you've got something like go. Well, dude, every time we have to do this podcast, like on Monday, I'm like, fuck, I got to do this fucking podcast. Man, I got to do this podcast at seven. I got to go do it. I don't want to do it. I just want to sit here and play Fallout. I don't want to do this fucking podcast. And then. I'll walk into the room and do like, oh, okay, I'm obligated to do this thing. And then I do it and then I enjoy it. And then when I'm done, I'm like in a really good fucking mood. And Megan's always like, how'd your podcast go? And I'm like, like I'm like, it went really well. Actually, I feel good. Like I had an hour long conversation with my best friend about being two sober fucking idiots. Like, you know in what I'm saying? 40s. Like in their 40s. So. I don't know. I always feel good. Every single one. I'm not even lying. Like every single one we've done, I have not left this podcast afterwards being like, fuck, that sucked. You know, I've definitely left them feeling like, man, I hope people find this interesting. But then why? At the same point, I'm like, I'm still enjoying it. Even if we have four listeners, I'd still do it with you because mm-hmm. it's still fun and it's still, I still get something out of it. Yeah. You know? that's... So it keeps, it keeps, helps keep me sober. It definitely does. This the... is one of those things that help keep me sober. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say I base my whole week around it, but you know, I've talked to you about whether I have to work schedule and stuff like that. Yeah, and, we've and I yeah. have to, you know, mm-hmm. flex it or whatever. But it's really important to me to be able to meet up and talk with you and to listen to you and to hear you say certain things. And I go, oh yeah, that's I never thought about it that way because as much yeah, as we are, here. 
as much as we we've known each other for as long as we have like there's new shit you know rolling around in your head that i i've never heard <laughs> so, we're just we're getting to know each other re-know each other but in like a more sincere way right like, there's more depth to it yeah i mean i don't want to i don't want to discount all of our drinking time like that we drank together and didn't know you because i know you really well when we were drinking but i also knew drunk john mm-hmm. the john with the veil over mm-hmm. his face do you know what i'm saying yeah and so now i know like who you are like who you're meant to be like i'm getting to learn that about you more and more mm-hmm. and i think it's rad yeah yeah no i i feel the same way and i'm i'm really i'm it's been so cool to to like you said to get to know you on a more sincere level because yeah in our drinking it was always like well the only thing we ever talked about were books movies music and booze and and people we didn't like people we didn't like right yeah so i'm not saying that you can't you can't do all those things but it just feels so much better to sit here and talk to you about like oh you're having a problem well, tell me about right. it. Right. And I'm genuinely mm-hmm. interested in, like, what's bothering you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just everybody who's helped me along the way and given me opportunity to try, like, you know, sit here and figure out how to work all this equipment, you know? And just, I've, I've, yeah, I just, yeah. I've had a lot of people who have helped me and um, people I've been able to reach out to and do the, have the conversations with people on these podcasts. If you haven't, if you're just listening to us the first time, um, you know, Jerry and I do this every week, but I also, when I, when I can, when I can find somebody to talk with and share their story, there's lots of those on our feed. So um, if you haven't listened to any of those, I highly suggest you go there and it, it just gives you a different perspective, especially if, you're tired of listening to us every single week. <laughs> right. And John's a good interviewer too. So it works well. I'm an awful interviewer. Oh. I can't, I don't know. You know, I, I, and also the people on our Patreon and, and this is, it's a plug if it's a plug, but I mean, I, I, I really do sincerely, um, appreciate the, uh, the money that they've given us in the past that's been able to do things like when I went to go, I had to get a hotel room to go interview Mishka. I had to buy another, you know, microphone and just things like that. And every little bit counts. And I just want to give a shout out to these people, um, to, you know, to Alicia and Audio Angel and Ben and Chade and Chris and Danielle and Dizzy and Hillary and John over in Hawaii and Jordan and Nicole and Tom. And so people who have just like, you know, listen to us from the beginning a lot of these people friends and people who i've met on instagram of all places which is kind of a weird place i mean you know we've talked about instagram as being kind of a cesspool sometimes but that's all perception right mm -hmm. yeah or what you're using it for but yeah yeah um but i've met you you seem to use it for more good than i do (laughs) well i i do my best i mean i still love fucked up weird stuff that i find on the internet like that hasn't changed about me oh yeah no i get them from you all the time i haven't had a chance to watch the one you sent me today but i'll just get the weirdest shit from you sometimes like four in a day and i'm like what are you doing i know that's that got me um you know uh walter unfriended me for that i told you that didn't i because you were sending you were tagging him in too many memes on instagram Uh uh-huh any un- really so he's just like "Uh, i don't want to fucking deal with you he iced me out on facebook and instagram (laughs) That's fucking funny, dude. I just, 
I just don't, so, if I don't feel like looking at it, I just don't look yeah, at it. I don't know. Yeah. I guess he has his notifications on, so he would get like 10 of them in a row or something, which I don't know why. Oh, well, fucking grandpa time, grandfather time over there needs to learn how to work his devices correctly. <laughs> how the fuck are you going to figure out time travel if you can't turn out, figure out how to turn off your notifications on your iPhone? Uh, I don't know. He won't listen to this. No, he just won't. Saying. He doesn't listen to this. He might. No. I mean, I don't know. If he's listening. Turn your notifications Turn off. your fucking notifications off. John really wants to see what you're doing on the Amtrak to Seattle or wherever you're going. But I just it's really it's really awesome that people are as kind and giving and, and just with their time and with with their money and with their energy and people reach out to me and it's like it's just really cool. Like I didn't I didn't know that that was going to happen. I just thought we would do this because, you know, we were doing it anyway, and let's fucking let's record it, it and we'll 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 record it twenty six more times. Yes, yes, yeah. There's twenty six letters in the alphabet, correct? They're I went to school in so Arizona, far. so yeah, that's two digs on Arizona I made so far. <laughs> I, I don't mind it. Arizona people are rad. I love the state. It's just the school system's not great. I had a blast when I was there with you. I mean, we were we were both hammered. But yeah, I got married. Yes, so I, I I got a good positive thing out of it. Um, so I just have a lot of gratitude for the last year that we've absolutely done this. yeah, and mm-hmm. fucking me deciding to quit my job and start a podcast is still it's not insane. smart. No, just not very smart at all. <laughs> just a bad idea. Like there was no around. plan other than that. It was just like I don't want to work here anymore. I would rather do this. And it's right. like, okay, well then this is what it, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So um. But I have a lot of gratitude for the last year. I'm super excited um, to see like what the next year is, you know. And when you start, right. when you talk about um, things start opening up for you a little bit more, or um, you, when you were saying, I, I, I can recognize those things and I don't have to drink over them, and even to the next level of like, what can I do to better myself because of them? Right, right, um, right. Because I, I don't know. I don't know shit. In five years, I know some stuff, but I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. I know some stuff, but not all of it. I, and, and some stuff I'm talking about like a fraction of a fraction. Like I know how to wake up and be a kind of normal person throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Um, Until I start talking about butt stuff or whatever it is. I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should. You know what I was thinking this whole time? Tell me. Though you're being really sincere. is like maybe we should switch directions and just do like sober game reviews and then. <laughs> Or we could just talk about games. Like, remember when we were playing Fallout and you were like, does your character drink alcohol in Fallout? And I was like, <laughs> no, not yet. You know, like, because there's an option to drink alcohol. Remember that? And you're like, do you drink the alcohol in Fallout? And I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't even think about it. And I was like, I don't actually. I like when I pick up the booze in the video game, like I don't drink oh, it. Now I do. I did I too. Just, I keep the character fucked up the entire time now, actually. I just... Keep shooting that kratom it, or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. At, there's stim packs. It's not stim packs. It's like a it's called fury Fate or fury or something like that. Yeah, I don't it's know. fury. And the other one, the big one, is uh, psycho. Mm. Just my character's constantly doing drugs now, because it's funny to me. Right. But yeah, I remember thinking that was kind of like this. Should I make him drink or should I not? And like, what a ridiculous thing to uh, to be. But when you're early in it, because we were both, you were both, we were both like super. I had like maybe not even eighteen months at that yeah. point. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I don't even think I had eighteen months. You had just had a few months, and we were, you were like, should I, should I make my avatar in this video game drink bourbon? 
Oh, and I was man. like, well, I don't, John. I don't know. I, I mean, like, my, okay. he, he smokes a lot, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how funny is that? Just the, the, the conceptions we had of it, you know, mm-hmm. now. Like, there are certain things I couldn't watch certain... In the beginning, I couldn't watch TV shows without getting triggered. Like, I got triggered a lot in the beginning. Like, I would feel the anxiety and that rising itch now. And I don't get triggered as much. It, You know what? It doesn't feel like a trigger anymore. It feels more like a little push, like a nudge. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see people drinking in a TV show. Not every time, but every once in a while, I'll feel this, like, nudge. Like, oh, I remember that. I'm more conscious of it, Wish for sure. I could do it like that, yeah. you know? I wish I could do it like that, like the way they're doing it. Even like, though that's a completely made up fabrication. It's fucking fake. It's like watching yeah. Superman or Batman yeah. and being like, I wish Man, I could I do wish, that. wish my parents would die so I could be a superhero or whatever. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I don't know that I, I don't get triggered so much anymore, but things that I, it's, it's kind of fucked up. Things that I used to think were funny aren't funny anymore. No, they make me sad now. Right? Certain things, yeah. Trailer Park Boys, Leahy makes me sad. Of. I feel bad for him, dude. And I do. It's not yeah. funny. I feel fucking sad for that guy. I didn't even watch, I don't think, the last season or most of it. I was just like, yeah, it doesn't. So mm-hmm. I guess my tastes are kind of changing in that I, I, I seek out things that are more, um, whether it be media I consume or people I want to talk to or books I read, whatever it is, like things that are more sincere and things that are more heartfelt and things that are more um, definitely more positive than they yeah. were before when I always wanted to be on the dark side and it was kind of weird and creepy and like that was cool and fun. And I mean, fun. I still look at it with fondness. Like I still listen to the music. I love that. But yeah, yeah, I don't really, <sighs> man, I don't know. But I, I don't know. People in, the same, people in pain. Yeah. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. I don't get excited about it as much right. as I used to. <laughs> it doesn't give you depth of character no. to be in pain. It's, it's, I heard the analogy the other day. It was like a pizza cutter, right? It was all edge and no point. Mm-hmm. I love that too. You guys can keep that one. I stole that one from somebody else. That's good. Man, That's you're like good. a pizza cutter. You're all edge and no point. Like you're so edgy, but there's no point to your edginess. Like, um, so yeah. Oh, how are you? How will you celebrate your, um, I mean, we will, by the time you hear this, we won't, it will already be over, but how will you celebrate your birthday, the 4th of July? My little brother will be in town. You know what I do every year? I shave my beard off. That's... I, I do it every year. I don't know if you ever notice it, but if even if you go through my Instagram feed, every time in the summer, if you see mm-hmm. pictures of me, like, because there'll be pictures of me on the Instagram feed from the summer, like, I have no beard. Like, hmm. I shave my mustache and beard off of my sobriety beard. Huh. And then I, I just... And then, yeah, and then for the rest of the year, I'll grow it back. I'll trim it and shit, but, like, this is pretty much the same beard i've been i've had since last july okay. i mean i'll trim it and right. i mean of course that's no big deal people walk around with the same beard they've had for years you know what i mean like but for me i like reset completely and my daughter fucking hates it and my wife is just like <laughs> she's like supportively uh optimistic but you can see it in her eyes she's like oh yeah Okay, I like you either way, honey. I'm like you, fucking liar, dude. But aesthetically, I prefer you with the beard. (laughs) Beard, right? Yeah, Yeah, because your face is a goddamn train wreck. But my little brother will be in town, so and it's the Fourth of July. I'm not gonna barbecue. I'll probably get a pizza and a cake. Mm -hmm. I really want some cake. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't know what's going on, John. I've been kind of going back to the dark side a little bit with cake and shit. Like I've been eating some sweets. I've been eating fruit too, though. But like lately, I've just been kind of like, it's been creepy. I don't know, man. Yeah, Megan brought that shit back into the house again. It's been fucking my world up. I'm like, as long as you, this, it's important to stay conscious of it. 
and you stay know? within the, the calories, yeah. right? But like one piece of cherry pie, I made the cherry yeah. pie symbol in my hands. It's 350 calories, and she brought a cherry pie home today. One piece, one six, right? Mm-hmm. So then I did one eighth, which is like three. I had to do fucking fractions. I'm like, all right. But then I blew like, you know, like I'm blue like a quarter of my snack budget on one piece of pie that was not fulfilling well, if you at need all. to call me, call me. I'll call you and be like, dude, she brought home Mexican ding-dongs. What the fuck? Because they are this Mexican ding-dongs. The ones with the too. little duck on them? I like those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know which yeah. ones you're talking those about. Those ganesitos yes. or whatever. I'm like, yes. somebody at work gave them to her and I'm like, well, how are you bringing? Because her and Olive can eat them just fine. But I've been going out. But that's, what are you going to do for your year? So it's funny you 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 say that I I vegetable I requested platter, right? it, I know I requested it off just because and um and our friend Joe Valentino is driving through California awesome so I'm gonna meet up with him mm-hmm. and uh, he's also for those of you who who know or don't know he is the guy who does the music the theme to our to our program. Yeah, so, you guys should follow him, actually. Yeah. Doesn't he have a band, SoundCloud? But anyway, let's hear the rest of your shit, and then we'll plug Neglect.bandcamp.com. Bam, Joe's um, music is cool. Neglect.bandcamp.com. He's kind of like, um, uh, it's like Philip Glass and Brian Eno, and it's very ambient and very mood-driven music. Um, that's really, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> right? It is, yeah. Um, uh, we're gonna go hang out. I'm gonna go meet him, and then maybe meet up with my girlfriend that night afterwards, and just kind of have a chill day. Maybe go walk around the uh, the um, the redwoods. I don't know. Nice. Just nice. Just go have lunch and hang out with him in the afternoon and uh, see what's up. But it's just super mellow. I'll get up and have my coffee and do my regular stuff and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably go to a meeting the next morning, my usual meeting, and uh, grab my chip. You know, get that chip, son. So I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I feel really good about it, and I feel really like all the pieces are finally, after four fucking years, starting to come together a little bit. Not exactly, right. not perfect, but. It's like all these little pieces and I keep trying to put them together and they keep popping out or I keep trying to, you know, it's like that. What's that game? People used to play board games all the time. It was like that timer. Jenga? And you have to put oh, the, the timer. It was called perfection, I think. And you have to put the little weird like puzzle pieces into the slots. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, they're all kind of weird and jagged. About, and then yeah. once you, if you didn't do it within a minute, they would all pop out and you'd lose and it would like shoot pointed pieces of plastic at your eyes everywhere i thought that game was called motherfucker what (laughs) it should be (laughs) so um you know this is the first time where i felt like i don't want to say like sobriety works because it's been working the entire time yeah but the way that i thought it was supposed to in year one which Mm -hmm. is like oh everything's gonna be fine and everything's gonna be great and i'm gonna be wonderful and everything's gonna work out just fine and it didn't, you know, life was still life. Yeah. And I was far from fucking yeah. ready right. to be able to. It's all f- the process, man. Mm-hmm. It's It's been amazing and frustrating. and yeah. yeah. You don't fucking graduate recovery. You just live. You just live in it. the process. Yeah. There's no graduation ceremony. <laughs> I guess there is if you want to have one, but that's weird. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you wear a cap and gown whenever, whenever you want. but Every year, I guess once a year, like I graduated yeah. this year. Well, I guess actually that's not a bad idea. 
<laughs> but it's just, just a process, ceremony. right? Like you yeah. have your concept of what it's supposed to be and it doesn't necessarily become what it's supposed to be. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's mindfulness. You're just living what it is yeah. and trying to not fucking shit on everybody around you Yeah. and trying not to hurt too many people and trying to maybe help. make your life a little better. Yeah, you know? help other people. and Help some motherfuckers, <clears throat> exactly. I'm just really, I'm really grateful, man, that, 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 that we get to do this, that we get to. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah. I look forward yeah. to it every week, so. Me too. I don't know. Are we going to take a break next week? I, I, I always ask you, you never, you're always like, get back in there, Wagner. I'm always like, yo, can we take a week off? You're like, no, get your ass back in there. I need you to punch in. A through Z is yeah. 26 weeks. There's tw- 26 weeks. You haven't, you're not done making shoes yet, Jerry. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>